Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 1990 film Ghost. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Oh, okay. I've okay. That's fine. It's all appeared now. Um, <laughs> I just had. A, I saw nothing. My screen just went black entirely, and I could just hear some oh. breathing on the other side, which I assume was you and not the ghost of of um, Google harassing me. Well, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Google, famously haunted tech company. Yeah, that's what Google is about. It's a yeah. ooh, spooky ghost. Yeah. Haunted by... I founded it in the 90s when Yahoo was the biggest search engine and they were like, you know, how can we beat them? We can be haunted. We can have an army of ghosts that will call up the search results. It'll be way quicker than Jeeves. Yeah, Ask Jeeves is slow because it is just an old man giving you the information. Yahoo was slightly ghost-led because it was Yahoo! <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, you Google. can't you can't do that sound with Jeeves, can you? <laughs> Jeeves, no, I suppose it, right. you can. If you're actually a dead ghost and you're haunting people, you can do it with anything, can't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Google, famous for ghosts and bad business practices and destroying democracy as we know it. Yep. So we'll all be ghosts pretty soon indeed indeed ghosts Um, in the machine so the reason we're talking about ghosts is that we we watched a movie about a ghost and it was called ghost ghostbusters (laughs) Um, i'm sure there has been a bad uh sketch in some sketch show or animated tv show where it's ghost but then the ghostbusters come in and and get Patrick Swayze, and then I'm like, that'll be $7, please. Yep. I'm sure that's happened. I'm putting my money on Family Guy. I'm sure that something like Family Guy has done it. Yep. And they got the real voice of Bill Murray. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, Family Guy. Remember when that seemed like a novel thing? (laughs) The Simpsons had cornered the market in you know, cartoons for a broad range, broad age range that were funny and you know, and a bit wacky and a bit out there sometimes. And then Family Guy came along and it's like, hey, that's not the only one. There's others in this market now. And now there's there's all sorts. You're spoiled for choice. You know, you can have your Bob's Burgers if you want. But there was a time you kids won't remember this when Family Guy seemed new. yeah for sure i remember i watched it in it was over at college or at university i watched family guy for the first time um and it was just like oh it's like the simpsons apart from aimed at adults and there's more vomit yeah and it gets progressively stupider as it goes along (laughs) yes and it does i think that family guy hits this real sweet spot of stupidity um where it's it's very very funny um 
for no particular reason where it almost it almost hits that kind of jackass level of just being incredibly dumb um and then it just went far too much into the dumbness it's almost the opposite direction of south park which started off incredibly dumb then it had a little bit of time where it had a good bit of satire alongside the dumbness and then it went too far into being far too clever for its own boots which is where it is now um, I mean, you, I haven't watched South Park in a very long time, but you've got to hand it to Trey Parker and Matt Stone that they were always very, very dedicated to skewering people and to, very, you know, very, very deep satire, you know, whereas Family Guy was just arsing around and making weird jokes that they knew that kids would quote. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, whereas, yeah, there, there was a... And, and now I think they've got a little bit too scared because I think they've realised that they have a... South Park has a very strong nihilist alt well not alt-right but libertarian fandom um because oh they joke about everyone and you'll notice that actually they spend a a not too much time skewering right-wing figures anymore which is what they used to do they used to go after the powerful quite a lot and they don't really do that anymore Um, like um shaft like exa- exactly they were they were shaft of animation is what they were yeah um but yeah they don't really do that anymore and i think it's it's it has caused the show to deteriorate a bit where they've got a bit too clever and like huh let's go after woke people they're the real challenge now not the looming threat of fascism in this nation which unfortunately seems to be where a lot of comedy goes unless people you know are truly have those kind of positions where they maybe are a bit more left-wing and a bit more woke, and that's an outlook. If people are a bit more open to different positions, then that seems to be that a lot of comedy is going that way and going, look at those woke people, aren't they funny? Well, you say you say that, Paddy, but you said the word comedians, and right-wing people can't be funny by definition. No, we've, we've discussed this before. It's, <laughs> it's a physical impossibility. The only thing funny that a right-wing comedian can do is get conned by a left-wing comedian or die. Those are the two things they can do that are funny. I was going to say die on stage. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Either way, we're happy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's funny, isn't it? Because I'd say that still most comedy is left-wing because obviously comedy by its function needs to punch down to be uh, needs to punch up to be funny rather whereas with right-wing comedy it's often punching down or yep. or aiming to maintain the status quo and comedy is never about maintaining the status quo as much as the end of like sitcom episodes always go back to square one um it's that divergence from the status quo uh, uh, across the course of that episode that makes it funny so if you're a comedian that's basically just gonna go hey uh, capitalism's good yeah look at these weird <laughs> left-wing people it's probably not going to get very far with people look at these idiots who want to change things like racism isn't that hilarious <laughs> exactly um yeah so so generally comedy is left-wing and that's why i find it so funny that there's been this thing you know that that leaked detail of the bbc being asked to book more right-wing comedians and then the bbc <laughs> insider saying the, they didn't the statement the follow-up statement say that they they did that and they tried to do it and they couldn't couldn't do it because all the people that were on the list weren't funny yeah, exactly <laughs> because they weren't funny because they're not funny. i think you know good on because because even the most sort of sneering anti-woke anti 
PC people like Ricky Gervais are generally pretty left-wing. Like, Gervais is quite a left-wing person. Yeah. I think he's actually the kind of person that I had in mind when I made that statement, which is that a lot of the work that he's done in comedy has, as you say, been skewering people, been challenging authority, been taking the piss out of people in power and on the right. Um, But he also is a comedian who I think is kind of an everyman, as his stuff has a real broad appeal and apparently his latest sitcom is good and people whose opinions I respect have really liked it. But he's also out there on on Twitter saying, oh, look at all these woke idiots and talking about Winston Churchill. So I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to think of him. <laughs> oh, I, I do think he's, he's generally pretty left wing. Um, but yeah, he does go after woke-tivists quite a lot, doesn't he? To coin it, to, to use a phrase used often by idiots on the right. Um, idiots on the internet <laughs> idiots on the internet which is our audience which is every- welcome to the show <laughs> everybody on the internet is an idiot on the internet let's be honest um, <laughs> i'm gonna get that on a t-shirt <laughs> everybody on the internet is an idiot on the internet <laughs> exactly i mean it's it's completely right isn't it but yeah but yeah i think that there are some comedians that sort of go after it like south park does it a lot now and and south park stopped being good the moment that eric cartman became the hero of the show rather than the butt of its jokes yeah and the moment that that kind of shift happened you can see the deterioration the simpsons stopped being funny about 20 years ago now i guess yeah um as soon as Bart Bart sells his soul was done, it was all downhill from there. Because <laughs> that... the greatest episode. <laughs> well, is that your favourite episode of the Simpsons? In the Garden of Eden. That is great. Um, I don't know what my favourite episode. I don't know. Is. I, it's it's impossible to choose one, but that that is definitely top five for me, probably. I really love um, Cape Fear, the spoof of Cape Fear that they did. Yeah. And then um, the the one where he goes to work for Hank Scorpio is one of my yes. favorites. I love that episode. You only move twice. That's right. Yeah. You only move twice. I really love that. That's one of my favorites. And I think the whole thing is perfect television. Um, but yeah, that... <laughs> The Simpsons just is not funny anymore. I'm sorry, it really isn't. I've tried I watching watched new it episodes, in, in funny years. and it's just it's basically just there so that Fox now and now Disney can just get marketing money. I think you know you just you just yeah. keep it going for as long as you possibly can, and as long as people watch it, and it's still comfortable to watch. You know, you can sit down and go, "Oh, look, there's Homer, there's Bart," but it doesn't really do anything anymore. No, and nor necessarily should it, because it was really, even though it was around for a long time, they had a lot of good seasons over a period of probably, what, 10 years? Yeah. Then still, you think of it as of its time. And again, it's really, really hard for shows like that to work for today's audience, isn't it? And I was actually thinking about that kind of thing in relation to Ghost, only just to to try and segue, but (laughs) only in as much as you always end up comparing whatever film we watched this week to the film we watched last week, which is something completely different. But part of my disappointment with, with, and our collective disappointment with the kind of films we're watching on Netflix is that they, they just fucking churn them out. You know, because it's too easy to just kind of throw together 90 minutes and you don't need much money because they have so much money that they can just turn, just churn them out. And it was clear as a, you know, going from that then to watching something like Ghost, which came out in 1990, 
was that they put so much effort into it. You know, you can feel the low effort with today's audience, with today's films. And that's, I think there's something in the way that long running shows like that try to, to work for today's audience where they can't do it. Right. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because people, people want short, sharp crap. Well, I think that's what Netflix is good at. I think particularly for, um, like you said, something like Netflix, where it's aiming after quick turnaround and, you know, not less effort, but, you know, less risk taking, particularly from a, from a financial perspective. Um, they, they don't want to take risks generally. They just want to do it. And, and then they, they, they focus their money and, and their real effort on things where they can take those risks where it's very, you know, pass or fail almost um it's very binary in, in in whether it's a success or not in shows like the witcher which is very very good um where you can really see the the sheer amount of effort that got put into that um whereas yeah a lot of their other stuff they kind of hedge their bets a little bit go for the comfortable option um before we move on to talk about ghost which is a, a an interesting movie i've just got to drop one truth bomb here um bob's burgers is the best animated show on television at the moment I don't know if I've ever watched it's it. It's wonderful. Sorry, Johnny Rose, our friend who told me to watch it years ago <laughs> and like was going on about it <laughs> forever. And and what's what's interesting about Bob's Burgers is that I think it's now on series twelve or thirteen, and it has been consistently funny for the entirety of its run, which means that it's actually outrun the Simpsons in terms of being consistently funny. Wow. But people don't talk about it as much. Um, I guess partly because it's, um it's kind of on in the same wavelength as the Simpsons and as, as family guy, but it's much smarter and it's got a much more interesting family dynamic and it's got the voice of H John Benjamin, which, you know, you gotta, gotta love that. Um, who, who is H John Benjamin? Uh, so he's also the voice of Archer. And have you watched, um, wet hot American summers? Uh, yes. So he's, he's the, 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 the talking can of soup or whatever it is in in (laughs) (laughs) right yeah Um, yeah uh, yeah the talking can of vegetables or can of soup or whatever it is in wet hobbit american summer he's got that really great booming deep voice um yeah so uh yeah so bob's burgers listen to that voice all day bob's burgers is amazing and you should all watch it but you should also watch ghost which is the movie that we watched this week that we're now (laughs) starting to talk about yeah, um, and, and you should. I can't remember. Did you say you hadn't seen Ghost before? I'd never seen it. Oh, I, I, I was aware of it through popular culture because there's endless parodies of it, and en- endless you know stuff about them bit making pottery, and about how Patrick Swayze is a very sexy man. So you're aware. It'd be hard for you not to be aware of this, even though it's quite a dated film. I hadn't seen it before, and I was pleasantly surprised. Actually, there was a lot more to it than I was expecting. Yes, yeah, it's um, it's quite an interesting movie because, like you said, people think of the pottery scene, but that's right, right at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, or there's that little bit earlier on in the film as well. Um, but it, it's it's very sparse, and actually, a lot of the movie is more of a sort of mystery, I suppose, um, and this kind of vague notion of of how the afterlife works um so so it it has got this really where the film decides 10 minutes before the end that there are demons who come and drag bad people to hell when they die (laughs) 
<laughs> which is like weird shadow demons yeah those terrifying shadow monsters that come out of the ground and drag two two people to their eternal torment <laughs> you know that's a nice i quite like that you'd like eternal torment it's literally yeah, yeah. it's literally the worst possible thing that could happen is being permanently in the worst possible situation <laughs> no i liked how it looked in the film but it was being done to the bad people it's yeah it's int- it looks very dated but there's a certain visceral feel to it isn't there the sort yeah, of shadows sure. um which and I, I felt like the film even though it was dated um it was dated in a good way because as i said that you could tell that a lot went into it but they they spent the right amount of time on building up their relationship building up the characters building up all the situations um without going too hard on any one point or laboring any one point either and i guess that's the strength of writing as well but also of them not being afraid to make a film that runs to you know just up to two hours even though it all sort of throws a bunch of action at you at the end it still works right yes yeah exactly um and and it does It, it it works um it works incredibly well and i think part of that is there's some very iconic imagery in it which they clearly worked on quite a lot um but also um the the performances work although there are some very funny moments so the first the first moment when patrick swayze realizes that he's a ghost is hilarious where he sort of shifty eyes going oh my god (laughs) i'm a ghost which is very very funny um (laughs) yeah and he's looking at his own body yes yeah um but the way that's done is very is very interesting because it does this whole kind of um shift of expectations where you see patrick swayze running off and then he turns around and looks shocked so you imagine the first time people saw this you know not knowing about the plot they think oh demi moore is the ghost but then you realize that he's looking down at his own body as he's dying um or or is he's dead and you think ah okay yeah. so that's a really clever sort of bait and switch almost that they did with the audience and obviously now everyone knows ghost patrick swayze is the ghost etc um but for the time there's is is an interesting choice to make yeah definitely i was i was initially a bit confused and you saw him running after the mug and but then it comes back and it's like oh yeah he's a ghost and then he meets a couple of other ghosties as well you got the old guy in the hospital and then the um the actually quite scary guy on the subway who he eventually befriends. Yes, yeah. By um, Vincent, Vincent Chevelli, who's always yeah. Um he's, he's he's always those kind of roles, isn't he? He he's great. He one of those great character actors and unfortunately, much like Patrick Swayze, unfortunately, um has passed away. Um but yeah, he's great turning up in things like um Death to Smoochie as as Buggy Ding Dong. Yeah, she's <laughs> an amazing, <laughs> amazing performance. That's one of my favourite sort of character actor performances. And and yeah, he he does. He turns up in in quite a lot, and always he always was memorable. Whatever he was in, um, it was always a memorable performance. And and yeah, this is this is certainly one of the more iconic ones that he did. Where it is that sort of, um, you know, he's that quite aggressive scary ghost and it's the first time that you see a ghost being able to manipulate the world around them and and eventually he comes to teach um patrick swayze and 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 also it it provides quite an interesting um sort of consistency point and, and and a little bit of comprehension of how the world works in that he was pushed 
and he's never been able to get that closure to being pushed and so he's forever trapped on the subway um yeah and and that's kind of what happens with patrick swayze as well he's got unfinished business and it realized you know you've got to you've got to solve whatever's keeping you behind in order to move on um and so you know it's it's quite a dark moment where you realize that he's just there riding the subway permanently um you know reading papers over people's shoulders and things like that it's very um it's very dark really for a movie that's generally not seen as being a particularly dark film yeah as you say that but the when the film opens it immediately you know the text appears saying ghost and it goes like as if it's like a scary film and then they had sort of what i thought was kind of scary music over the title sequence yeah it is it is quite intense isn't it yeah intense is the right word i think it's it is an intense film in many ways but at the same time i think it gets the balance of intensity and light-heartedness and realism right even though obviously ghosts aren't real and the paranormal is bollocks it's <laughs> it still manages to portray it in a way that i think is accessible wouldn't you love it if ghosts were real though of course i would i i can't think of anything better if suddenly a, a scientist turned up and was like hey ghosts are real guys this, we've proved it here's the proof he's got one in a jar <laughs> It's just like in um, a... Le- The Legend of Zelda, you know, when you catch a ghost in a bottle. It's <laughs> yeah, like he's just holding up a ghost in a jar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Opens the bottle, out comes the ghost. It's like, hey guys, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be amazing. Like, I, I remember I went on a... I-, I love things like ghost tours. If you, ever, yeah. if you ever want to be my friend forever, take me to a new city and go, hey, we're going on the Midnight Ghost Tour. Love we should that. do that when all this shit's oh, over. I love that stuff so much. And and I went on the Edinburgh one, and at the end, they lead you through all of the sort of um, dark tunnels underneath the city and everything, and they lead you into a cemetery at the end. And they go, oh, well, you know, you've got to wonder. You, you all came out here to try and find ghosts, but is it really what you want? And I was just there thinking, yes, 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 yes. Shimmer the ghost, shimmer the ghost. <laughs> And obviously there's lots of people around going, no, I'd be too scared. It's like, no, show me the ghost. Love it. Love it if ghosts are <laughs> real. And going, I paid for the ghost. <laughs> show me the ghost. Um, <laughs> what do we want? Ghosts. When do we want them? No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Scottish guy ran out in a, bit, a sheet with eye holes in it. <laughs> well, well, a Scottish guy did run out, but not with eye holes. We're talking about <laughs> talking about a serial killer of some kind, and then a guy my, jumped out. My wife and... has got the white curtain and is pretending to be a ghost behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Do 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 wish your lovely wife happy Bruce Springsteen birthday, by the way. Oh yes, I will. I will. Uh, uh, can you turn uh, turn on the camera? Can you see? Can you see that? <laughs> yes, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being haunted. Spooky ghost. I wonder what an unfinished business this ghost has got. <laughs> I can <laughs> help it pass on into the afterlife. <laughs> oh, the dog started barking. And there's, there's the ghost dog. That's the thing. Animals can see ghosts, can't they? They know what's going on. They do. They do. There's this very good bit in, in Ghost where he gets the cat to scratch the, the bad man so he goes away. Yeah, which is great. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. It's, what, it's why I keep a cat around, it's just in case a ghost needs to... Oh, because you really someone. want to see a ghost. <laughs> yeah. You're hoping the cat's going to bring one into your house one day. Yeah, the, the um, yeah, I'm hoping that the, 
the cat's gonna sort of look in a direction and i'll look there and there'll be a ghost there and it'll go hey mate do you want to play ghost xbox and be like yeah sure i'll play ghost xbox yeah so g- rewind to the ghost tour so it just ended with them going but would you really want to see a ghost and that was it yeah so that was that was after um all the spookiness and then someone jumping out pretending to be a ghost and, and scaring us um, oh, so that that did happen yeah that did I, happen. I think that's an essential part of every ghost it's got it's got to happen hasn't it um but then yeah. yeah it ended with them going no yeah do you think did you really want to see a ghost or or has this changed your mind and now you're too scared and a lot of people were like oh yeah i'm really scared and i was just like no ghost 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 <laughs> you, were there, you were there just chanting ghost 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 <laughs> exactly exactly (laughs) um which is what everyone was doing at the premiere of ghost i'm sure (laughs) i'd have been there just going ghost 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 (laughs) that's what the dog's saying the dog's saying ghost so do you do you think you have ever seen a ghost no because they don't exist yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i think that's right (laughs) they don't exist there was some when we were on holiday in the isle of Wight when i was a kid me and my cousin saw the handle of this like old victorian pump moving by itself in the middle of the night and we were convinced that it was a ghost but we we have no concrete proof that's really cool though yeah we don't still yeah no no idea what that was about that's the closest i've come i'm open to the idea of it you know, but I just am yet to be convinced. And you know, all these shady medium types—they don't help, do they? No, they're all—they're all con artists. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag don't sue us, please. Um, <laughs> but no, they are. Like, what was? Well, who's the dead one? What are they going to do? Call their set their ghosts on you? <laughs> yeah. Who's the who's the dead scam artist? Derek Akora. That's right. Yeah. Have you seen the Limmy sketch where he's the he's basically spoofing Derek Akora? I um, think in, so. It's, yeah, it's horrible, eviscerating, and very, very funny. He is a very funny man. But yeah, fuck people who pretend that they can see ghosts and take advantage of people's grief. Yeah, you're, who do that cold reading thing? That is that is disgusting. Your parasites. Your parasites. Go away. Yeah. Go get a proper job. Or yeah, go set up a ghost tour in a city. And take yeah. people through the history and go. So this much is more haunted. fun, yeah. As well, rather than going, oh, your 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 husband's here. He says he loves you. Give me a hundred pound, please. Yeah. Did he ever know anyone called Simon, Jeff, Andy? That's it, Andy. Some more Andy. common names. Yeah. Did he like football? Did he like the Beatles? <laughs> Did he like food? Oh, he loved food, did he? Oh, oh he loved his food, my Andy. It's <laughs> fucking scumbags. <laughs> yeah, but if those kind of people did not exist, we would not have had the inspiration for Whoopi Goldberg's character in this film. It's true. And I it's thought it was true. actually quite fun and clever how it, she initially was the con artist, but then he was the first real ghost that she'd been able to see. Yes, for sure. Um, I think that's really well done and clearly there is that history there with it said that her her mum and her grandma had had the same gift and you're thinking now did they really have the gift or were they con artists as well yeah um did they have the gift of bullshit <laughs> yeah, the greatest gift of all um but yeah she was she's incredibly funny um well of course she is she's Whoopi goldberg and and adds a lot to the sort of plot of the film where you've got that she bridges that disbelief doesn't she and and, yeah. and adds a lot of light relief for what otherwise is quite a grim story. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it's a testament to the people behind this. So it was directed by Jerry Zucker, who was known for like making screwball comedies. And the screenwriter who was Bruce, what's his name? Bruce, Bruce Joel, Joel Rubin, Rubin. He was like worried that Jerry Zucker was going to make it too funny. But I think between them, they obviously got that balance really right. And you can tell that there's that that element of fun that Zucker has with his characters that he brought to it without trying to make it too goofy. And it's very rare that you'll get us going, oh, this film was um, this film was the right level of goofy or us not wanting a film to be more goofy. But it was just goofy enough. Yeah, I think I think you're bang on the money there because yeah, Jerry Zucker, uh, Airplane and Top Secret. Have you ever seen Top Secret? No. Oh, it's great. Imagine Airplane, but it's a spy movie with Val Kilmer. <laughs> it's inc- great. It's incredibly good. I I highly recommend you watch it. It's very very funny. Uh, sort of underrated and kind of forgotten about film of that era. So everyone thinks of like Naked Gun, um, and and yeah. Airplane, but actually top secrets up there with them as well um but then then bruce joel rubin you know he wrote um he wrote jacob's ladder which is a incredibly dark horror movie it's one of the best horror movies ever made um uh about a, a vietnam war veteran who's who's seeing terrifying hallucinations and and ghostly images and stuff like that um a, a genuinely incredible film and and yeah so you combine airplane and jacob's ladder and what do you get you get ghost and it, and it works incredibly well and so that jacob's ladder came out the same year as ghost yeah 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 1990 was a good year for for ghosty stuff wow um yeah watch jacob's ladder everybody that's that's another bit of homework watch yep, ghost, halloween's watch coming bob's up. burgers watch jacob's ladder N- don't watch bob's ladder or jacob's burgers <laughs> jacob's burgers are just poor burgers yep they do um, not taste good <laughs> they're rubbish um yeah but um but yeah whoopi goldberg is great in this is that wonderful scene where she's committing fraud with the help of a ghost <laughs> yeah that's very funny um which i'd watch an entire series about that about a con artist who's also a psychic who uses ghosts to steal money from banks yeah yeah it's like it's sort of like the opposite of Randall and Hopkirk deceased. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I'd really love that. Um, Netflix, come on, guys, get in yeah. touch. Let's make this happen. Um, yeah, but um, we could star in it. You know, I I think yeah. it's been. Would you, do you want to be the ghost or the medium? I don't. I don't really mind. We should. We should do a poll. We should get our listeners to vote which which one of <laughs> yeah. us they want to be dead. <laughs> Who would you rather be dead? <laughs> But yeah, I think, you know, we, we've written a lot of stuff. We've directed a lot of stuff by now. You know, Sensations and Wizard Cop and Lit Men and everything. But we haven't started anything yet. I think this is our time. Warhammer Johnston Hearts. and Gordon deceased. <laughs> I've decided you're the ghost and I'm the medium. That's cool. I'm happy with that. I can be a spooky ghost. Yeah, um, I think I think you'd be good at that. So yeah, so I'd have to sort of sneak into banks at night and then go on the computers and get their records and then you'd go in and be like, hello, I'm Mr. Bob Berger. <laughs> yeah, because it's 1990 and you have to go into the bank to make a transaction, unlike now, where it would be quite boring. It would just be like, you, you've gone and looked over someone's shoulder while they're doing some online banking and taken a screenshot <laughs> and on I your just, ghost phone and texted my- it to me. <laughs> On my eye ghost and yeah just sending it over to you yeah yep. your um, eye ghost uh, you mean your your google ghost pad be sponsored exactly, by google yeah. 
Yeah, the 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 Google Ghost Pad. That's the originators um, of ghosts <laughs> on the internet. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I I think that would be really funny, and then you'd have ghost cops coming after you. Oh yeah, ghost cops They're like like chasing you down. Yeah, but they wouldn't be able to get me. They need the real cops to get me. Yeah, and then it's all like, oh no, we need to find a medium that's working within the police department to to give him the information. And oh that's yeah, the problem. And I have like a rival there in the cop medium. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's you that's like I'm going to steal your money, and then there's there's uh, there's the best. He's the best murder detective because all he does is he goes to the crime scene and is like, "Oi, mate, who killed you?" It's like, "Oh, my best friend Barry." Right, oi, Barry, you're nicked. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> that's yeah, how exactly. every episode ends. <laughs> It's just like, oh, that was easy. Being a cop's well easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so we, we could get into some scrapes, though, couldn't we? It wouldn't just be, you know, financial crime. No, I'd definitely be committing all sorts, all sorts of crime. Yeah, I'd help you to, you know, like find out the whereabouts of celebrities that I don't like, and then just like run up to them and push them and run away. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm just there pulling down the trousers of Boris Johnson every time he does a press conference. <laughs> now that should just be real. It should, it should, it should. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, very funny in this. And the back and forth between her and Patrick Swayze. Um, I, I'm not going to refer to them by their character names, by the way, but it's worth pointing out that his name is Sam, Sam Wheat. <laughs> really terrible name. It's a terrible name. saying it. Uh, yeah, Any opportunity in the film to say it. <laughs> Sam Wheat. I, I'm, I'm here about Sam Wheat. <laughs> Anyone got some Sam Wheat? <laughs> Sam Wheat. A Bix. <laughs> it sounds like, you know how, like, I love pizza, right? But you know there are pizza wankers who are always like, you have to use a particular type of flour if you really want it to be a perfect pizza. That that flour comes from Sam Wheat, I reckon. <laughs> Definitely. Pizza wankers are the worst. Every kind of pizza is worth its place in the pizza sphere. That's the thing. You know what pizza. I mean? Right. Low floor, high ceiling. It's the perfect food. Yeah. Pretty much all even... pizza's good. And as it get it gets better, it gets even better and better and better. Yeah, even the worst pizza is still a good pizza. And then you've got the various different kinds of pizza route you can go down. So you can go down the takeaway pizza route and that kind of greasy disaster that's still very satisfying <laughs> or you can go down the pizzeria route and go for a lovely you know charred crust thin base everything like that you, yeah. you know there's it's it's a perfect food stuff you, it's there for whatever you need none of it is bad no it's all good pizza is good that's that's the other t-shirt you're gonna get two t-shirts from this podcast yeah <laughs> all, one all saying people on all, all people are idiots who are <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> what was it? I thought you were stopping at all people are idiots. All people on the internet are idiots on the internet. That's it. T-shirt rolls one. right and off. Then, and then all pizza is good. <laughs> yeah. Our two official T-shirts right there. Yeah. And then on the back, it's got Johnston and Gordon deceased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not even got big boys don't cry anywhere. <laughs> no. It's on like the picture of us as the characters in the show, and it's on like a tiny badge on my lapel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm standing there, and you're like sort of vaguely haunting me. 
Did, did you enjoy, by the way, that Whoopi Goldberg was giving her money to some nuns and then a couple of years later she would play the nun? I was thinking, did this predate Sister Act? And it turns out it did. It did, yeah. Which is one of her most iconic roles. But I think this is an iconic role for her as well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, yeah, would, what would you say is the most iconic role? I think you've got Sister Act, you've got Ghost, you've got the one where she's the detective against the dinosaur uh, what's that movie called? Yeah, you know, the, biggest... the, the dinosaur one. It's one of the biggest flops of all time. I've forgotten what it's called. It's like... I don't think I've seen Tyrannosaurus that. Rex PD or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is right up your street and it's a complete disaster. Um, Theodore, Theodore Rex, it's called. Um, in an alternate futuristic society, a tough female police detective is paired with a talking dinosaur to find the killer of dinosaurs and other prehistoric animals, leading them to a mad scientist bent on creating a new Armageddon. This is Puchinski, but for dinosaurs. <laughs> it is, it is. And yeah, so it's it's Whoopi Goldberg and a, and a dinosaur um, who, are, uh, who are teaming up to stop the apocalypse. I think what's great about Whoopi Goldberg as well is she's done a lot of like kid, quite goofy kid stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. As well as good kid stuff like The Lion King. Yeah, no, she's she's done loads of brilliant stuff over the years. Genuine, genuine icon. Yeah, um, but and Ghost she's is going, definitely one of her most iconic roles. Yeah, and she's going to be in the new TV adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand as well. Ah, okay. Interesting. I really love that book. Um, yeah, and it's got a monstrous cast. So it's got um, James Marsden in it. It's got um, uh, what's what's her name? Amber Heard. James um, Marsden was in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and therefore can do no wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, it's got a, it's got a really good cast. Um, Heather Graham turns up in it, of course. Apparently, um, I'm sure she'll be underused in that as well. <laughs> and um, Alexander Skarsgård. One of one of the many scars guards. Yep. Um, the one who's so, not um, Bucko the Scary Clown from it. Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Bucko, Bucko the Clown. <laughs> Bucko the Scary Clown to you, boy. <laughs> um, no, it's the one, it's the fella who was in True Blood. Um, and then he played um, Tarzan, didn't he? In a, in a, in a recent Tarzan movie. Um, he's he's very good, is old Alexander Skarsgård. But then, yes, it's Bill Skarsgård who's in... Um, he, he plays Bucko the Scary Clown. Yeah, and he's very good. He is. He's also recently in an incredibly dour film that's appeared on Netflix, which is also good, um, called The Devil All The Time. I don't know if that's been coming up in your recommended movies. It has not. I'm sure that, <laughs> that doesn't surprise, surprise you. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. It's very, very good. It's very, very bleak. It's about... Um, post-war rural America um, and the role of faith and violence and being sad. And so it's good dying. dying. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very good. Um, it's it's one of those movies that's got everyone in it. So it's got Bill Skarsgård, it's got Tom Holland, it's got Riley Keough, Haley Bennett, uh, Mia Wasikowska, Robert Pattinson. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's got a monster cast um jason clark as well so it's yeah it's, it's very very good very very broad and you're going to come out of it feeling incredibly depressed and that's my recommendation yeah. sounds <laughs> like your thing it's a good sad film 
um yeah it's 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 awesome um but you don't come out of ghost feeling sad even though it should be sad yeah because he's dead you don't want him to be dead no but he yeah he he finds peace he saves the woman he loves he solves the mystery of his death um he drives his best friend to die under a shard of glass a best friend who deserves it it might be said yeah the best friend who turns out to be a total shit which was obvious from the first time you see him. You're like, oh, this guy's a jeb end, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's a jeb end. They work in a bank and they're having hilarious banter in the lift. And you're like, yeah, this guy's a knob. <laughs> this guy's a jeb end. And yeah, and his name isn't Wheat. It's uh, no Carl something or other. Carl no. Bruner. Carl Bruner. Oh, that's a, that's a banking jeb end name if ever I heard him. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like that make me very glad that we don't have to work in offices anymore. exactly exactly um yeah so yeah no time no time for him no Um, but yeah it's it's a good enough yarn isn't it it's a good enough mystery Um, yeah it it builds in quite a nice way doesn't it you think it's just oh well he's a ghost is he going to be able to sort of connect with her in some way is he going to be able to avenge his death what's it going to be and it's like end up uncovering bits and pieces of the circumstance that eventually amount to some action and him getting that closure which is the point of talking about ghosts isn't it it's why people think that ghosts exist or where ghost stories come from right it's that the that idea of unfinished business yeah exactly is is if you've got something left behind that you need to you need to resolve isn't it and that's that's what leads you to be um to be a ghost yeah um but it's um yeah it it it, it works well um, and, it and I think it is a romantic stuff. film as well. That's the thing. You you do believe the romance between them. It doesn't feel tacked on to a ghost story or tacked on to a mystery. You know, all of the different elements of it do work. And the romance between them is very, very believable and very real. And I think that's, again, one of the things that makes it work on an emotional level. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you, you get the idea of um, of them as a couple, don't you? And I think you you recognize that very early on um and um and it and it persists throughout the movie and you feel that loss and when they're talking about those little things that nobody else would know when whoopi goldberg's trying to say to demi Moore, no i'm not a fraud um it paints this picture this kind of historical picture of what their lives were like together even though you don't see it um which is which is yeah which is interesting i think it's very it's quite well done i think given that Given that it came out and it became this iconic film for for very specific reasons, like the pottery scene, um, I, it's always interesting revisiting one of these movies when you've not watched it for a long time or, or when you've not watched it before, because I, I hadn't seen it myself in a very long time. Um, and seeing all of the little things that, you, that don't permeate the memory and how how well they function. And so it is a, it is a very well-crafted movie, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. For sure. Well, there is a real craft to it. I think as well, from all the, you know, the score is very, very good, the way it all fits together, the way, even the, the way the sort of shot around New York gives a good sense of the the claustrophobia of the, the city and that kind of, that adds to the sense of unfinished business as well. So I think it is well crafted. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie and I'm glad that it was well recognised. Yeah, for sure. Sam Wheat. 
<laughs> so if, if you had any kind of if you could have any kind of ghost power what would you have would you want to be able to speak to someone would you want to be able to move things moving would things would like be to, pretty good actually would you like to be able to be seen by people yeah, there's all sorts of different sort of I kinds of ghosts isn't there you probably wouldn't want to be seen would you it's probably more powerful to be heard and not seen isn't it it's, that freak people out a bit more and they could do they do what you want which is very very done in a very very funny way and where to get Whoopi Goldberg to do his bidding he sings in a fake British accent <laughs> he's singing I'm Henry the Eighth I am isn't yeah he? in a fake British fake British voice and that is what the rest of the world thinks of us and it's not wrong. <laughs> uh, do you, did you know the song I'm Henry the Eighth I Am before this? It's one no, of the most I'd, obnoxious. I, well, I feel like I'd heard it before, but I don't know where it comes from. It's a it's an obnoxious old song, like a musical song from the early 1900s. <laughs> right. Um, I'll have to ask my granddad about that then. Um, and um, yeah, it was it was most <laughs> most properly revived back in the 60s by a band called Herman's Hermits. Oh right, yes. Yeah. Um yeah, and uh yeah, so I imagine that's probably the version that he's singing. Um because I think they did the most common sort of popular music version. Um It's all just a yeah. precursor to um tub thumping, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. also what the rest of the world thinks of us. <laughs> that's the only two No, there's there's different kinds not, of Not not the people. I get knocked down but I get up again part, but the fact that we take a whiskey drink and a lager drink. And yeah, a vodka exactly. drink and a cider drink. There are many forms that Britain takes. You've got tub thumping, I'm Henry VIII, I am, <laughs> or being a massive turf. Those Is that are the final the, form? That's the, those are the only forms that Britain <laughs> takes in the, in the view of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so, yeah, it's very funny, I think. That, that's a really good scene. Um, and it shows how unbelievably obnoxious that song is. Um, and you can just imagine having to listen to that for hours at a time, just like, oh God, no, it would, it would drive you mad. Yeah, it would. I'm not down with that. Oh no, no can do. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. Um, so <laughs> what else, has you got anything else you'd like to share about Ghost? Um, just to say that when he finds out that Whoopi Goldberg's life is in danger, he doesn't immediately go and tell her, which I thought was a bit silly. He has to wait until the the nasty Puerto Rican man is there with a gun before <laughs> he tells her that he's coming to kill her. But other than yeah. that, I think the action all went quite went quite smoothly. Yeah, it's one of those things where you at various points they could have got the police involved or made people say think that it didn't come from a ghost. So when um when Whoopi Goldberg calls up for the first time, she doesn't have to say, "Hey, I'm a psychic." <laughs> You yeah, know, she could just say, "Look, I've got a tip for you. I've heard around that this is the guy that 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 tried to kill you. You got to be careful because he's coming back around again." You know that that would be enough for her to get the police involved. And then when she goes around with his address and name, she could just say, "Look, I got this anonymous tip. You might want to investigate this guy." Yeah, but that wouldn't in. be enough for Patrick Swayze's ghost, though, would it? No, <laughs> his passionate love for her wouldn't wouldn't let it just be like an anonymous tip that may or may not work. No, it had to be, it's come from a ghost. <laughs> Just so they could say the word ghost, so you know you're watching the film Ghost. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, she, she's on the phone and Patrick Swayze's just standing there chanting, ghost, 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 ghost
<laughs> when we get to make our own version of ghosts, this is going to be a recurring theme. It's just ghosts every so often. Ghost, ghost, ghosts ghost. are like Pokemon. They can only say the word ghost. <laughs> this would be a very different film. <laughs> It'd be more like zombies then, I guess. Yeah. No, they, 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 it's like, they're like I Am Groot. Oh yeah, uh, uh, where they, they can ghost. only say they can only say ghost, so they can still gesticulate. So it would be like if, uh, say, for instance, this was this was Johnson and Gordon deceased, <laughs> and it's like I'm trying to gesticulate to you with body language, ghost body language about where to go to break into the bank, and I'm just going ghost, ghost, and I'm right. pointing at a door. It's like, what's that, Rob? You want me to climb through the window? Ghost, ghost, etc. And all oh, right, yeah. So when someone when there's a dog, like an anchor man, yeah, you know, come on, Baxter, you know I don't speak Spanish. It's like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, ghosts, it, they're great. Shame about the 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 issues with conversation. Yeah, but if they can move stuff around, then it's all good. Yes, even if they can only say ghost, if they can move stuff. Yeah, but just move move stuff around to spell it out. Or maybe they can only spell out ghost. So rather than typing murderer on the computer screen like he does here, he should just type ghost. 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 Um, How long could you last with a ghost just like in in your ear all night just going ghost? Ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. Ghost, go, go, ghost. I think I'd be very good at being an annoying ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. Yeah, you could do a whole episode of Johnston and Gordon deceased where you're just singing the songs. I have to guess the song. It's like shooting stars. Yeah, ghost singer. Yeah. In the style of a ghost singer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's funny because um, Reeves and Mortimer did the remake of Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. They did, indeed. I don't remember much of their remake. Was it any good? It was all right, yeah. I might need to try and rewatch it sometime. I remember watching it when it was first on, but I was... It must have come out, what, when we were about 11, 12, something like that? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as good as Shooting Stars. No, but I mean, what is shooting stars is wonderful television. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to try and find that again at some point. Yeah. Um, so, right. Have you got anything else you want to share about old ghost? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's well worth watching. Um, if you've seen it before, I think you probably would get a nice nostalgic kick out of it. Even though it is dated, it's dated in a good way and it looks nice and it flows well and it does feel like a film that was made in 1990, but in the best possible way. It's a, it's a very, very, you know, it, it's a romantic film and it, it's lighthearted, but also serious and it gets that balance right. You know, it, it, it's good. And I think, as you say, it is that, that proper, it's a good precursor to our month of potentially scarier films. Yes, yeah, we've got all of that coming up. So it's um, good. And it's, if you've never seen it and you're wondering about its place in popular culture, it's, it's well worth your time. It's, a very, it's, it's an interesting film. Yeah, it is. It's it's a really interesting movie, and I think it really it's it stood up very well. Um, you know, even though there's the odd bit of of dated um, animation and everything like that here and there, and it's um, there's a couple of sexy moments, but it doesn't get pornographic. Yeah, he's got his top off. 
Yeah. But that's that's about as far as it goes. Um, so, so I've got a little bit of trivia for you here. Um, so Whoopi Goldberg's character was not written with her in mind, but Patrick Swayze convinced the producers that she would be right for the part, um, which I think was definitely the right call. Um, Patrick Swayze also said that the pottery scene was the sexiest thing he had ever done on film, which is interesting because hmm. he also was in Roadhouse, the sexiest movie ever made. Have you ever seen Roadhouse? <laughs> no, I haven't. He is a, a basically imagine Taffin, but it's him as a like bouncer at a dive bar. Right. And so he's like this this tough bouncer who's like, I'm going to clear up this place. And again, he does lots of standing around with his top off and then throwing people through windows and things. It's it's amazing. Sounds we should great. watch it. I think we could probably watch it for the podcast, actually. I think there's some romance in it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. Um, and then finally, the sounds made by the dark shadows are actually the sounds of babies' cries played at extremely slow speed backwards, which Ooh. I think is more horrifying than Interesting. the shadows themselves. Um, that yeah, is nasty. It is, it is very, <laughs> it's very, very nasty. Um, but yeah, so that'll do. That'll do for trivia. There's loads of trivia about this movie, but stick to the stick to the top ones. Um. But yeah, so um, what are we going to rank this out of? Oh, um, let's see. How many times do you need to visit the medium before a real ghost appears? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so it's going to be a solid 15 from me. Got to gotta keep visiting that medium before yeah. she eventually shows me the ghost. I agree with that. It's three quarters of the way there, isn't it? It is indeed. It is... Uh, not living on a prayer, it's dead because it's a ghost. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's certainly more the half well, living. Yeah, yeah haunting half, on half, a prayer, haunting on a prayer. Exactly. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Right. So we've got our our Halloween month coming up. Yeah, we do. Very and exciting. So, so we've come up with a good roster of movies. Yeah, to, this always um always opens me up to stuff that I didn't. I would not have watched otherwise and it's always a really really good time so I'm really really excited the first I think it was the first year we did this we did It Follows and that I would say just genuinely would be in my top 10 films of all time oh wow amazing that's great I haven't even watched it since but it was I remember it being so so good and so different to anything I'd watched and just so well put together go watch that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you as should. well as, as Ghost, as well as that, and Bob's Burgers, and I've forgotten what the other one, other thing was. I said that people Johnson and Gordon deceased. Johnson and Gordon deceased. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so we always try to get a mixture of good movies and shit pieces out of our Halloween months. Yeah, the first one is a movie about a relationship. It's it's both amazing and at times a shit piece. Um, we Ooh, will be watching. Time to ship piece. Yeah, there's some very funny, silly moments in it, which I think are going to make you laugh. But then afterwards, you're going to feel very distressed. Um, we're going to be watching. Oh, great! <laughs> we're going to be watching Midsummer. <laughs> oh, okay, Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Um, yeah. Which, Gen- yeah. Generally, heard very good things about that. Yeah, there's some fucking hilarious moments in it, though. If you, if you, if you are known to laugh at funny things. As opposed to laughing at not funny things. There's some hell. No, I've, I've never laughed at funny things. That's not what I do. That's not my style. <laughs> I, only I don't laugh at, at funny things. 
because I'm I'm too woke to laugh at funny things. Exactly, exactly. Can't joke about anything these days. Um, yeah. So, so we do have a couple of true shit pieces coming up, but to begin with, we've got Midsummer, which is a an interesting movie. I, I, I'll be intrigued to hear what your thoughts are if you've watched it. I'm very much looking forward to talking about it. Marvelous. All right. Well, we hope you all enjoyed listening and that you enjoyed Ghost. Or if you haven't watched it yet, go back and go back and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, it's a very yeah. It's a film that's you know, given that it's thirty years old now, I think it holds up pretty well. It's well worth taking a look. Yeah, I think so. You should definitely um, definitely give it a watch. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can. Email us, bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com. You can give us money using the link in our show notes, which is also um, indicated in the little trailer at the beginning of each episode. Um, it's no, We're not asking for any subscriptions or anything. It's just it's like, a, like a tip jar. Buy us a cup of coffee kind of thing. So if you want to do that, um, we won't haunt you. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, we're going to haunt you. Yep. We, we'll be there in your house. Just going, ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so do that and we'll be back next week to talk about midsummer alrighty bye bye ghost ghost <laughs>